بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولهم بعد. So as you're aware, um, I like to talk about incidents from the Sirah that are in the margins, that are not generally talked about. Uh, for the mainstream stories, you can listen to my Sirah lectures online. But there are so many stories of the Sirah. And a lot of times these stories are kind of left, you know, um, because sometimes some people might think they're awkward, but I don't think any story is awkward. I think every story that is found in the Sirah, it is something that we benefit from. We are, it's amazing. It, it makes us appreciate the Sahaba and what happened between them. So today's incident is going to be one of those stories. It involves an issue that we're all aware of, and that is the slander of Aisha, Qissatul Ifk. You know what happened with the slander of Aisha, radiallahu anha. And three of the famous Sahaba, respected Sahaba, they slipped up and they propagated the slander. Hamana bin Tijahsh and uh, the, the nephew of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and Hassan ibn Thabit, the famous poet. Our incident today will deal with Hassan ibn Thabit, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hassan ibn Thabit, great Sahabi, but the Sahaba are human beings, and sometimes slip-up happens. And generally speaking, the poets are those that they like to versify, and they are involved in poetry, and they say things. So for reasons, Allah knows, Hassan radiallahu an slipped up, and he began spreading this rumor as well. In the interim, Safwan ibn al-Mu'attil, the companion whom was accused in the story, the one who found Aisha radiallahu anha. By the way, Safwan never got married in his life. He never touched a lady in his life. And he died a shaheed in a later battle. He never got married. Safwan ibn al-Mu'attil, he was not uh, from the Khazraj or, or the uh, Ansar. He was from another tribe. So he didn't have a tribe to back him up. He was a lone man. Neither was he Qurashi, nor was he Madani. He had migrated from another tribe. And so he didn't have a tribe to back him up. So when Hassan ibn Thabit continued doing this, Safwan got so angry that one day he hid on the streets of Medina. And he waited for Hassan to come and he jumped on him and he took the sword out but not unsheathed it. And he hit him with the sword. And as he's hitting him, he said a line of poetry. This is ironic, line of poetry. He said, I am a warrior man. This poetry, the Arabic is, is uh, um, uh, I forgot what the Arabic is. If somebody makes fun of me, he's going to hear my sword, not my poetry. Ironically, he's making a poem and he's hitting Hassan at the same time. Okay? And he goes, how dare you say this about me and about Aisha physically hitting now, Hassan was wounded. It's not the sword. It's the blunt of the sword. It's not the unsheathed sword, right? Got angry, fist fight as it happens. Now, Hassan radiallahu an, he is from, you know, the Khazraj. He is, yani, a Madani. His tribe is there. When his tribe discovers what Safwan has done, they're not going to stay quiet. So now, they wait for him. And they capture him. They tie his hands and they bring him to their vicinity of Medina. They bring him to their vicinity, wondering what to do with him. In the meantime, one of the senior uh, of the Khazraj passes by and sees Hassan tied with his hands. He says, what happened? He goes, Hassan hit Safwan. Sorry, uh, Safwan. He's a Safwan title. Safwan hit Hassan, and now we have Safwan in our midst. 
He says, A'udhu Billah, have you told the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? They said, no. He said, no, I'm going to take him directly to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You know, this is vigilante justice. You don't go behind the law. You don't take the law into your own hands. So he took Safwan, tied up, and Hassan, injured, to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and explained the whole story. This is how you deal with the problem. You don't do vigilante justice. You take it to the authorities. And the Prophet said to Safwan, Oh Safwan, why did you beat up Hassan? And Safwan said, Ya Rasulullah, he said things you know about. By the way, this is before Ayat Nur came down. This is before, this is that 40-day interim. This is when the tensions are rising, right? So the revelation has not yet come down. That, you know, what happened is a calumny and whatnot. And so in this interim, Safwan hits Hassan ibn Tharbatiullah. The Prophet says to Safwan, why would you do this? And he says, Ya Rasulullah, you know what he is saying. And I cannot be patient at this. So the Prophet and he is of course hurt by what Hassan is saying. He turns to Hassan and he goes, Ya Hassan, will you forgive Safwan for my sake? Subhanallah. Yani the Prophet takes the side because, I mean, it's really, think about this. He is hurt that Hassan is spreading lies. But what Safwan did is also wrong, right? So he says to Hassan, will you forgive Safwan for my sake? And I shall, you know, pay you the, the blood money, or that's not, not a blood money, but I mean, the, uh, what do you call the, um, uh, the, the, the money for the wounds? What's the, what's the term I forgot now? The technical term. I'll pay you the, the, the penalty myself. He took in charge the qisas. I'll pay you the qisas of blood for myself, not of the actual body, but of the, the wounds. I'll take charge of it. So the Prophet took charge and because of this, he gifted Hassan ibn Thabit a large garden, the Bayruha garden, the famous incident of Bayruha which you're aware of. And also when Muqalqis gifted the Prophet Maria and her sister Sirin, he gave Sirin to Hassan as a result of this beating up. As a result of this beating up, he gifted land and he gifted Sirin to Hassan ibn Thabit. Then of course Allah revealed that, you know, they should be punished. And so Hassan was punished, the punishment of slander. The punishment of slander, 80 lashes, he was punished along with the other two. Three people of the Sahaba were punished. Now, this is actually a prelude. The story is going to come now. Hisham ibn Urwa says that my father, uh, Urwa ibn Mas'ud, said... That, and that's the nephew of Aisha, that once I was sitting in Aisha radiallahu anha's house, he's the nephew, and I began speaking evil of Hassan ibn Thabit for what he had done. This is many years later. This is decades later. Aisha stopped him and said, do not say evil of him. For wallahi, he was a man, he is a man, who he is still alive at the time, who defended the messenger in his poetry. So, Urwa is shocked. She is defending Hassan after what Hassan has done. So he said, but, but what he said, what he said, like how could you defend him? And she said he was punished. The punishment, khalas, it's done. The punishment was given to him. Now we don't have to make it worse. Another of the students of Aisha says, Aisha radiallahu anha did not allow anybody to criticize Hassan in her presence. Subhanallah. After what he had done, no one could criticize Hassan ibn Thabit. Masruq, another student of Aisha says, and this hadith is in Bukhari, and this is where we're going to conclude this hadith. Masruq says, this hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim, I entered in upon Aisha one time, and Hassan ibn Thabit, as an old blind man, was sitting there. 
This is again many years later. This is at least 30 years after the incident of the slander. Now Hassan has gone blind. And he's sitting in Aisha's chamber behind the curtain. And Masruq was shocked. How is Hassan sitting, speaking to Aisha? And Hassan began reciting poetry in praise of Aisha. Poetry in praise of Aisha. And of course, this is a famous poem of Hassan ibn Thabit. Hassanun razanun ma tuzannu biribatin wa tusbihu gartha min luhumi al-ghawafili. This is a very famous uh, poetry for Hassan ibn Thabit. That Hassanun razanun, she, he is describing Aisha radiallahu anha. Hassan means she is chaste and virtuous. She has never committed any wrong. Razanun means she is wise and intelligent. Ma tuzannu biribatin means not a doubt casts upon her credibility. So she is chaste, she is intelligent and wise. There's not a whispering of a doubt. And who wants to translate amongst our Arab brethren? Who can tell me? So غرثة means you are very hungry, but you still don't eat. She wakes up. She wakes up hungry, having never touched the meat of innocent people. It's a beautiful metaphor that the meat of innocent people is easy to touch, right? But she would never say anything nasty about somebody else. That's what it means, okay? She would rather remain quiet and starve than to take the flesh of somebody that is easy to pluck even because that person is good, okay? Now, what is interesting here? What is the key point? Aisha radiallahu anha she responded from behind the veil. وَلَكِنَّكَ أَنْتَ يَا حَسَّانَ لَسْتَ كَذَلِكَ Oh Hassan, you yourself did not live up to these lines that you're saying. Subhanallah. See, to me, this is a very human understanding of our mother Aisha radiallahu anha. She defended Hassan in his absence. She would not allow anybody to speak against Hassan when he's not there. In fact, she said he defended Allah and his, he defended the Prophet's honor and he gave poetry in defense of Islam. No one could criticize Hassan in her presence. Now, when Hassan comes, she is in pain at what Hassan has done. And when Hassan says that, you know, she does not speak against the flesh of others, Aisha taps on the wrist. He goes, You are praising me now, but you yourself did something back then that goes against these very lines. Subhanallah, this shows us, you know, this is the real adab. Like, you know, she forgave, she didn't quite forget. There's still some pain. And when Hassan tried to make up, she accepts, but she reminds Hassan, you know, you did do this mistake so many years ago. So we find here the reality of the Sahaba, perfection at a human level. It's not as if she could completely forget what had happened. She remembered what Hassan had done. But at the same time, she did not allow anybody to speak evil of Hassan ibn Thabit. She forgave him, she defended. But at the same time, it's a small pinch. Ya Hassan, you have some making up to do. And inshallah, we firmly believe that he was forgiven in this world. He was punished in this world as well. And one of the main points, and I've spoken about this under the lectures, it shows us that, you know, you can make a major mistake. You can have a blunder in your life and still have a lot of good. And Hassan embodies that. It gives us hope. It gives us hope. 
You can commit a major blunder. You can do something that even the Prophet was irritated by this. But he was forgiven and Allah forgave him. Aisha defended against him. And in that sense, he does become a role model for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on all of them and put us in their ranks in the Jannatul Firdaus. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. الذين هم في صلاتهم خاشعون والذين هم عن اللغو معرضون والذين هم للزكاة فاعلون والذين هم لفروجهم حافظون إلا على أو ما ملكت أيمانهم فإنهم غير ملومين